I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. Tampa Bay beat handily by New Orleans. Bigger concern, Tom Brady. The most important number, 43. He looked old. We got all the numbers. New Dallas coach, same results. This is a team the wise guys, many of them, thought was a top five team. Now, last two seasons, Cowboys have a losing record. We'll break it down. Two Monday night games tonight. Big line move in both. Pitt at the Giants. Open to field goal Pittsburgh. Now minus six. Tennessee at Denver. Denver open favored. Now Tennessee by a field goal. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. the Vegas Strip. Here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live, and this is what we wait for, the aftermath, as we call it, the day after. He's here with bells on, and he looks like, to be candid, you look a little youthful around the eyes, like you're ready to go. Are you B12 injections, or what are you resorting to at this point? I took my vitamins. I'm ready to rock. Steve, is that code for something, vitamins? <laughs> Steve Fezzik, perhaps the best NFL handicapper, public, walking the air. You never know who's in their basement doing things, but I can't concern myself. We got the guy. And speaking of the guy, if you got pros, they just beat up on each other. You need Joe's. He's in Los Angeles. He's my favorite, Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on the first Monday after the NFL on a Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio, we've got two games in Monday Night Football coming up later on and a full slate of games to look back on in the NFL. So what is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? I said this last week, and now it's time. This is the most important single day of the NFL, the Sunday will ever have when it comes to what can we learn? What is the import? How vital is it to look at yesterday and understand? Because there's been more questions entering this season than any season. Why? Because there's more variables, more things different. We can't just say, oh, yeah, no problem. Go to McDonald's because you know what you're getting there or wherever, whatever chain. Why do people go to chains? Because they know what they're getting. Most people understand there's a better hamburger somewhere but McDonald's probably or Burger King or any fast food joint. But you know what you're getting. We don't know what we're getting in the NFL. We didn't know entering this week. We could know a little bit more or a lot more. But boy, if you think you learned something and you're wrong, that's doubly dangerous. I think that's our focus, Fez, is can we pick out three, four, five things that we know now we didn't know before and use them for next week. And I'm not talking about a given team. I'm talking about the entire NFL. You've got some good stuff, so I think that's the way to go. 
RJ, now looking back on it, the full slate of Sunday games are in the books. We saw Tom Brady make his debut for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a loss. We saw Cam Newton make his debut for the New England Patriots in a win. So all sorts of questions that some people feel may have been answered after yesterday's performances around the league. Yeah, so Steve, what is, in your opinion, where we start the conversation, the biggest takeaway? Continuity is king. The teams that had continuity did better. The brand-new quarterbacks, the brand-new coaches struggled. All right, so continuity, it continues, or some would say mots, more the same. (laughs) How are we defining continuity? It sounds like coaches, and obviously head coaches are the most important. You change a coordinator, it's tough, but okay. Quarterbacks? And what else? O-lines. O-line. and O-line. So let's start. you got some numbers here. Start with maybe coaches. Yeah, so new coaches, one and three. Ron Rivera, nice job with Washington. Not so good with Dallas and McCarthy, Cleveland, Stefanski, Carolina, Matt Rule, one and three. New coaches straight up against the spread. And you would make the case, and remember something, guys. Most of the NFL is a coin flip. It really is. And if some teams win their coin flips, some teams lose them, in the long run, it's all going to be equal. But in any given season, it can go one way or the other. Green Bay, the way Green Bay played today or yesterday, they didn't need a coin flip. They played well. They won the game clean. Those are wins. But when it's like the Dallas Rams game, you could make the case Dallas could have won that game easily. Though the Rams were in control, Dallas could have won, right? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So now, is it all of a sudden Dallas gets a zero and the Rams get a one? Yeah, on in the standings. But we got to be smarter than that, right? But you also got to keep in mind sometimes losses affect the team. If there's any team that's going to be affected by some losses early, it's probably the Cowboys. Because Dak, with his issues, with his mm, constant or let's say conflict with the organization now, and the idea of why isn't McCarthy calling plays? Isn't it weird you bring in an offensive coach and you've got a legacy guy calling plays? It's like yeah. it's almost like the, the brother-in-law of the guy that runs the plant, right? Is He has a new manager come in, but this guy's your operations guy. Jonas, I mean, can you even – I mean, Jonas is an encyclopedia when it comes to sports – can you remember a time that they fired a coach for cause? It's not that he retired or whatever. And they said, hey, and they brought a big-name coach in, and on his side of the ball he doesn't get to you know, control it? Yeah, it's very bizarre. I actually wonder if this was Jerry Jones's request to Mike McCarthy. Hey, do me it would a, have do to me be, a, right? It have to be because it doesn't make sense that Mike McCarthy, who's you know one of a very few individuals walking the face of the earth that's won a Super Bowl as an NFL head coach and has had really really good offenses throughout the course of his career, why that guy would not be responsible for play calling and they would just continue on with Kellen Moore? It's got to be a Jerry Jones uh, decision. Now, statistically, last season Dallas had an outstanding offense. Some by some measures the best. They were eight and eight. So if you thought it was just random, the the stats will prevail. Then why not keep Garrett? Like if you fundamentally believe that, why statistically, last season was Dallas's best year, probably this century. Or well, Bill Parcells went thirteen and three. Let's just say this: in the last ten years, 
This might have been even. Who knows? Even I, they did go what thirteen. They went really well with Dak his first year. Thirteen and thirteen and three. I think. Yeah, I think. I, so. I thought, and I know Parcells had a great year. So maybe I'm getting into the weeds here. One of the best years of the century statistically for the Dallas Cowboys was last year. You agree? I do. And that's the year you fire a coach you've been fighting. It seems not to fire, but then you say, well. We'll keep the OC. That means you liked what was going on, which I can see that. Maybe you like things generally, but just Garrett's getting so much heat. Let's just get some new blood in. But now you hire an offensive guy and then say you can't, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. What I know is losses cause stress. Dallas is a boiler, a pot boiler of stress. I think a team like the Patriots lose a couple. They just keep rolling, trying, you know, on to Cincinnati. Dallas loses one or two more of these before winning many. It could be a real combustible situation. And it was a gut-wrenching loss. Last year, Dallas one and six in close games. Here's another close game, another game that was in their grasp, another close loss for Dallas. That's Steve Fezzik and R.J. Bell were straight out of Vegas. The question is, is that luck close? You know, it's generally wise guys believe, the analytics guys, you win and lose about half your close games each. Belichick wins more. Belichick does, knows every little thing to do. Now, McCarthy, he might be a senior guy, you know, an old-school guy, a guy with the Super Bowl, as Jonas says. But let's be candid. McCarthy was probably one of the most maligned, hmm. like, Super Bowl winners ever. I mean, Jonas, who, what Super Bowl winner who made the playoffs most years after that ever took as much heat as McCarthy to the degree he was fired. Oh, God. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but, yeah, he got a lot of heat. And, and look, people just assume that, well, you've got this great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Even your one Super Bowl isn't quite enough. And so as much as we can say, why would we have a Super Bowl winner? Why would you bring in a Super Bowl winner and not give him total control? He was a damaged winner of a Super Bowl. In fact, last year, he didn't have a job. Sabbatical. He was on a sabbatical. Systematically scapegoated and demonized. Some would say that. I don't know. Some would say McCarthy, the Times left him, and then he hires a few analytics guys. Peter King writes an article, and here we are. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Coaches, also other Signs of continuity. Yeah, new quarterbacks. So we had six new quarterbacks. Two of them played each other. So someone's going to win that one. So Chargers or the Bengals had one was someone had to lose. They, yes. did, they didn't look like either wanted to win, but go they, ahead. They, they both tried to lose. So the other four quarterbacks, one and three, Cam did win, but uh, Brady, Rivers, Bridgewater all lost straight up and against the spread. So what you're saying is, if you don't have a genius as your coach, and there's one genius, and you don't play another first-time quarterback with the team, they've all lost. Yes. So, Jonas, think about this now. New coaches struggled for the most part. New quarterbacks struggled for the most part. I think I heard that somewhere. (laughs) In a related note, pregame.com's super contest entry, ah, perfection. 4-0, 4-0 so far. I don't... You know, a lot of people said, RG, just take the show on that. I said, no, no, no. We'll say it about five or six times, but that's it. <laughs> no, I gave you a loser. I, well, you deleted it. Yeah. I, 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 which one do you have? Uh, I'm trying what? to think which one came Cleveland, up empty. Right? 
Cleveland, yeah, plus eight. I can't believe you thought. <laughs> what made you like Cleveland? I, we could spend a whole show on that. Now, that's a good segue to another continuity factor, O-line. And we did talk a lot about this because other people weren't as much. The amount of cohesion that you need on the O-line. And I always, when I hear this, it blows my mind. This following, they'll say, oh, he was a left tackle. He's going to move to right tackle. It'll take about 18 months. Wow. I'm left hand down, right hand down. But it's like a heart surgery in a, well, not quite, but you know, in a way. And usually if you have new guys, it takes a while. New guys in a pandemic, not as much practice. Mm. What did you see with that? Yeah, and I got to give you all the kudos for this because you banged this. Miami and the Jets completely rebuilt O-lines, brand new five guys. Both offenses struggled mightily throughout the game. The Jets got 17 points in that game. It was a complete fluke. The Jets couldn't move the ball at all. Miami struggled mightily as well. So here's what we're going to do. Fezzik loves credit. How much, on a scale of 1 to 100, how much do you love credit? Credit? Oh, 100. I love getting the gold star. <laughs> I th- he thought it was like, you're going to let me bet without having to uh, post up? Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I love that. That is what I thought of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you actually, and this is a great tease because you're going to wonder what I'm even talking about. You actually gave us a way to have a bunch of winners last week. You don't even know you gave it. When we look at this, we're going to look at a list Fezzik had, and it's going to be shocking all the winners that were on it, and luckily we can use it this week. That's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a look back at all the action in the NFL from week one. You know, I always enjoyed guys on the radio or TV that when something happened, you'd be like, I wonder what Howard Stern's going to say about that or so-and-so, whoever you're a fan of. And the feedback sometimes and more lately we've been getting of, RJ, I think this happened. What does it mean? I love it because, one, it's been my life's work in a way to try to assess those things. And in another, it's people having humility while also having ego. That's the toughest thing in gambling. You've got to be willing to bet the world at minus 110 effectively that you're right. And also, you got to be ready to learn every day. And I think we got some important big picture lessons that we saw in the first set of games that can do us well, that, that can serve us so well in the near term. And Fez, that list of yours is going to shock people. You had a bunch of winners. You didn't even know. A great day to join us. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. You can hear us on 225 stations, Fox Sports Radio, coast to coast. Right now in Las Vegas, 99 degrees, no problems, 99, and the neon is flowing. So, RJ, we talked earlier in the show about what we learned in week one of the NFL, that the newbies, quarterbacks, and coaches were having a little bit of an issue yesterday when it came to picking up wins in the National Football League. But what, in your eyes, as the voice of Vegas, should we also take away from the first Sunday in the National Football League? 
Steve Fezzik, I want you to get your list of the best coaches in the NFL out. Who And Jonas, I want you, as he reads through, I want to think, did they win or lose and how'd they do against the spread? Who's number one? Bill Belichick. Win-win. Andy Reid. Win-win. Sean Payton. Win-win. Mike Zimmer. All right, bad. John Harbaugh. <laughs> win-win. Kyle Shanahan. Wait a minute. You have Shanahan above, above, above McVay? I do. You know, you are so of the moment. I've never seen before. <laughs> I mean, it, Jonas, were we doing the show when we, he and I bet the Rams? The Rams started out the year, the year they ended up going to the Super Bowl, I think it yeah. was. So they started off the year like 2-0. and Yeah. And the year before, did I can't even remember. Did they just make the playoffs, I think, the they, year before? They hosted a playoff game, and they lost to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, literally, like, one of those middle-of-the-road 8-8 eight eight teams that just bubbled up a little bit. And then the next year, they went two in a row. Someone says, hashtag boy genius. And Fez is like, woo, woo, he's smart. And he has a handsome jawline. And, but then, lo and behold, he goes to the Super Bowl and loses. And lo and behold, it's like, oh, this other young guy went to the Super Bowl. I've heard of that, Shannon. Whoa. He must be good. <laughs> it's a recency bias. I, nah, yes. I, there, there's also, I mean, come on, who's this quarterback? You know, I mean, well, listen, uh, some would be skeptical of Jimmy G, but the jawline <laughs> affected Steve there even more Fez did. I, I mean, if you ask Fez, he probably thinks Nick Nurse is the best coach in the NBA because Fred Van Vliet is on his team. So, yeah, but know. see, that's oh, that's interesting because if you think about it, Van Vliet, he used to be a fan of, then he rejected him. Now he's doing well, so it must be something else. So it's nerve. You put that together very fast, Jonas. I mean, he's got you figured out at this point. That's Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik. I'm R.J. Bell. But all joking aside, if you look at the results and if all you did was handicap the coaches, you would have had, I mean, you would have had a heck of a winner winning day yesterday. Yeah, Sean McVay, Pete Carroll, Sean McDermott. That's interesting. Where's Pete Carroll at on your list? Makes the Super Bowl or wins the Super Bowl, makes the Super Bowl, and is like in the playoffs almost every freaking year, and he's nine. Seventy. Well, just because you in your 50s is slowing down fast doesn't mean – I mean, how old's Belichick? 68, I think. Yeah. So where's, he's what, he, number he's 12? He's an alien. He doesn't count. Oh. So he, here's the other thing, Jonas. Fez has his rules, but he can just change them at any time with a wave <laughs> of the hand. Here's why you don't have Pete Carroll higher. Because the only thing you can understand about football at a high, high level – and I can't understand anything else either. I'm not a coach. I'm not a guy that understands, oh, he's in the zero technique – in this zone, those are people that do, right? Not Very few of any professional gamblers do, which I think there's a hole in that game. You find the right guy to help, it can mean a ton. But what happens is you can understand metagame decisions. Do you punt here? Do you do the field goal here? Call three timeouts and all that crap, which is like 3% of the game. How's Pete Carroll in that stuff? He's not very good. But somehow Pete Carroll is ninth on your list, and it's unrelated. Mm. So where was Andy Reid on your list three or four years ago? Lower, a lot lower. A lot lower, because so, he isn't a good game manager either. Exactly. Yeah. But somehow he wins it. Oh, now i got to give him his due. Maybe you should just understand that the medica- – where's Tomlin at? It's not in my top ten. Oh, yeah. Forget that, because he, <laughs> he didn't agree with this field goal decision one time. <laughs> You you gotta be able to see this, right? Yeah, I have a bias against coaches that don't um, that don't spend do a lot the, of time with my specialization. That don't do the one thing that you're capable of maybe <laughs> having an opinion on when it comes to NFL coaches. Yes, 
But if you know that, why do you do it? Uh-huh. All right, it's time to sharpen the pencil. No, it's time for me just to, we're showing the nation why <laughs> you have no chance when we go heads up. I know your problems and how to fix them. You don't even know what they are. There's a reason I just keep bringing money to the office to pay hey, listen, RJ on bets I lose. You're good on air and you keep paying, so it's a beautiful thing. We're straight out of Vegas. Jonas, what would you say your biggest takeaway was? And not even if it can be, if you got it, macro, big picture, because so far what we got is uh, team or coaching, uh, new coaches are problematic. Number two, great coaches, good coaches have a big advantage. Why? There's more variables. This is like unlike anything we've ever seen before. Thus, the ingenuity, the, the acumen of these coaches matter. And also, O-line needs consistency and, and cohesion. And also, quarterbacks, cohesion. What else you got, Jonas? I think we need a preseason. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I just I think that, you know, for guys like Tom Brady, for these these newbies to get these reps, to get these opportunities out there. And we can say whatever we want about preseason games and they don't even paint the end zones and they don't count and all this stuff. But those actual real live reps, even in just a preseason exhibition format. I think translates uh, well over onto the football field. And so when you see teams struggle, I just wonder if they would have, if you asked these coaches and you pulled them aside, hey, ideally, would you have preferred to have at least one preseason game just to work this stuff out? I think, I think majority of them would say absolutely. No, you're right. And we're almost past the joy and, and amazement that we have football because on Thursday it was like, we did it. And, you know, give the NFL credit. Now right. it's like, you know, maybe there should have been a preseason. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. But obviously this is a – if you think about it, if anything, the NFL has gotten heat for agreeing with you. Meaning – now, there might be a money element with the you know season ticket holders having to buy those games. Yeah. But in general, I think if you polled the fans and say how, much, how many preseason games do you want, it would be less than four. Yeah. But the NFL has stood strong saying you're right. The best way to get good at football is to play football. Right? I yeah. know you might get injured, but yeah. And this is the other thing, and this goes to the Cowboys game. And, and I actually wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this because you're gamblers, you're risk takers. When Mike McCarthy, who's got an opportunity for a chip shot field goal to tie the game there, decides to go for it on fourth and three, to me, the last thing that I'm going to try and do week one with no reps and no preseason and a limited offseason is take a bunch of gambles that I don't need to if I can play it safe and work out the kinks while still competing to try and win a football game. I was ready to say, you know, Jonas is the best combination of, and I, and I believe this, though I disagree with one thing he said at the end, of he is – He's open to other experts. People are so insecure about someone knowing something they don't. And what Jonas understands is, hey, if he knows something you don't, he knows it whether you admit it or not. Maybe you should be open and learn it. And now he doesn't know something you don't. And the analytics guys, most of them, don't think like that. They are so insecure about the numbers and the pocket protectors and the abacuses the Fez carries around <laughs> is the is they just want to be right, right, right. They don't consider the human element. You can't lose, you know, you can't have three straight times you go for it on fourth down. I'm not talking about this game, I'm saying in general, and not make it and think, well, the next one is the same. That there's no human element here. Just like a field goal, 
a 50 yards in the Super Bowl is the same as a preseason. It's not. And the human element, and Jonas just gave another element, which is these players are not as well rehearsed, not as practiced. So whatever your math is, their self-confidence is important. So you put them in a spot to have a crushing loss it's, or a crushing, let's say, fourth down, not making it, failure. It doesn't mean they're just going to say, all right, boys, next one, we're fine. No, it might be, boy, I what didn't have a preseason. The human element's not there. That's why Belichick, again, a genius, he makes decisions that go against analytics more than probably – now, he's on with analytics a ton. I mean, remember, he's the guy, Belichick, that started the whole go for it on fourth down. Remember that Colts game? Yeah. Where they went for it on fourth down, like yeah. on their own 28? Everyone thought he was crazy. I emailed Colin back then and said, or his producer at the time and said, this is mathematically correct. I mean, just with some back – no one even wanted to consider it. Today – it's a given, that kind of thing. Exactly. Bel- now, Belichick also preferred left-footed punters because the rotation of the ball was more difficult to catch. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Belichick is high. Here's maybe the most important takeaway, in my opinion, from this conversation. High IQ is good. Analytics is not high IQ if the assumptions are wrong. Every major financial crisis since 1995 – has come from analytics, effectively algorithms that trade without human consideration. There's a book called When Genius Fails about long-term capital management was the name of a company that literally was the first hedge fund that was like super wonkish. We got algorithms. They, They had billions under management and one day they had nothing. And in hindsight, they said, you know, we got 99.9% of it right, but we missed this one thing about the model. Yeah, that's what always happens. These things are amazing analytics, but it can't be the only answer because you don't know if it tells the whole story unless you're looking at the story from a different lens. Belichick can do that. Most guys can't. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. We did make one other prediction. Rushing. After Thursday's game... I came on here Friday and said, I messed up. I think rushing a team's ability to run the ball is going to be so important because passing is going to be tough without enough practice. So you got to run. And what else is problematic? Tackling. Well, when you throw the ball, sometimes you don't have to tackle because it's an incomplete. Every time you run, you have to tackle. There were 28.4 attempts rushing per team per game. That would be the most in any season if that kept up since 1997. Wow. And the yards per game that were gained rushing, 119, if that kept up, most since 1988. You were graduating college then, right, Fez? 86. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah, we really saw some running backs have some surprising um, success. Jacksonville's, they got them off the scrap heap. Oh, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) The team in which you screamed from the mountaintops was tanking. Yeah, Robinson, their running back, didn't get the memo. (laughs) He looked incredible. Yeah. It's like, hey, you kid, I know we're paying you 200000 a year, and you know if you get knocked out of the league, you'll be selling cars here soon, but tank for us. Because that billionaire on the boat, you've never met him. He's not real happy if we win this year. I tell you this, it might say more about the Colts. Meaning, the Colts last year, at the end of the year, I was looking at our last year's results 
for something. It's like, man, they disappointed again and again. And we keep thinking it's this, it's that. Maybe they're just not that good. And, and let's not forget this. We're affected by things like Colin. And listen, Colin, I can speak from the heart. He's trying to get what he believes out. He's not deceiving anybody. Not that anyone, I mean, I think some people think that, but because they think crazy stuff about everything. But they think sometimes I give a pick because I want the bookies tell me to, oh. to they went action one way and I'm supposed to help them get that. How would they compensate me for that? Even if I somehow I would do it. And anyone who knows you knows you're completely I'm gonna get compensated. Uncom- yeah, you're uncompromised for with bookies and your yeah. relationships. Yeah, I don't like bookies. I mean, that's just me. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. But Colin is, you know, we all in the media, wherever you want to be in that media, meaning I'm kind of on the periphery of it. Jonas is right smack in the middle of it. But the fact is you got sources and you want to respect them. You want to give them good things back. And to say, oh, the coach draft, the coach, that's just being human. He's, it just makes sense. But what do we know about the Colts? I mean, what have they done, meaning, under this regime – I think Frank Reich is a great third-down offensive coordinator type. But what do we know about them as a team, as an organization that makes us think they're that good? Because that's been the narrative, one of the best up-and-coming teams. Yeah, and we fell in love with their O-line. There's a team that really did, but they didn't have any injuries last year, so they're completely healthy, really good O-line. Yeah, which, again, a good O-line. I'm not saying they can't win eight or nine games. I just don't see where the breakthrough is going to happen. And losing that Jacksonville game? So did you let me ask you, does it cause a reevaluation that Jacksonville is or isn't tanking? Or does it cause a reevaluation of the Colts? I mean, what did you see? Or have you rewatched that game yet? Yeah, both. Uh, Philip Rivers really struggled, especially in the second half. It was like, remember when he gave away all those games with the Chargers last year? Same problem this year. He played horrible in the fourth quarter. And the and the, listen, you were skeptical about the Colts. And then the wise guy money started coming in and you got real timid. It was like who do you like with? I, I kind of like. Uh. I kind of lean under. You well, know. hold on though. What you had was a best bet right here on the under, right? Yes. yes. And that was at what number for the season went? Nine. You were like going, oh, I'm Fezzik nine under under. And then what happened? Went up to nine and a half. And then when we asked you about it, you said lean under. <laughs> but you would think at nine and a half, you'd like it even more. I got jelly in the belly. All the money against me. Hey, uh, tag that, please. I got jelly in the belly. <laughs> That's going to be a classic because you do. You, you got to be willing to stare it down and say, I don't care. All right. To recap, and this is, listen, we can go and say, whoa, that missed fuel goal. Was it a pass interference call? That all evens out in the end. And there's enough shows for that. What we're telling you is from Vegas's perspective, what did we learn? And there's more emphasis on the ability to run, on elite coaches, on coaches with some tenure, they're not new. There's not a transition. O-lines with cohesion and quarterback continuity. I think that everything we said panned out generally on Thursday and Sunday. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. We didn't even mention Philly and their O-line. What a mess they were. Yeah, Philadelphia's O-line. And amazingly, a team like Washington getting down, what was it, 17 nothing. And still coming back? Yeah. We're going to talk about the first of the two Monday Night Football games. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
If I had my choice, I wouldn't explain this or say it, but I got to. We were a perfect 4-0 in the Super Contest. Now, over the last two years, in the $5,000 gold, where the biggest bettors involve themselves, Fez and I have the fifth best record of anyone in the world. And I'm proud of that. Usually radio show guys are like, he kind of knows something, but he's not one of the real. No, no. And we're starting off 4-0. The fifth game is tonight. And when we come back, we're going to give it to you for free and break down the other game. And in the game that we have in the Super Contest, I'll tell you how to bet it if you bet it. It's not the obvious way. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money-making time next here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, RJ, we have got two Monday night football games coming up later on in the evening, kicking off in less than a half hour from now. It is the Steelers at the Giants, and right now on pregame.com, Pittsburgh is a six-point favorite. Okay, so we lead with the lead. We don't say, oh, stick around to hear the best bet, because... If you're here, you're sticking around or you're crazy. Oh, not maybe not crazy. Dumb. You're dumb. Best bet here, our fifth after a 4 0 start in the Super Contest, the Giants. Giants plus six is the current odds, as Jonas said. And that's what we played it at in the Super Contest. Fez, you're a partner of mine, or we're partners in that. Is why Giants? Because the Steelers' offense is not to be trusted on the road. Here's an offense that has just struggled for years. When they go ahead and leave home, they underperform. And if you think about it, let's say a team is uh, underperforms by three points per game in a certain spot. That can be made up of the offense scoring three less points and the defense doing exactly what's expected. Or it could be vice versa or any combination People think of football as team versus team. It's more important, especially when there's variation in performance, to think, does the offense struggle? Does the defense struggle? In this case, Pittsburgh has underperformed, especially as a favorite. 40% against the spread as a road favorite under Tomlin. It's not good. Four out of ten. And I think that as Big Ben gets older, this is something that's gotten more pronounced Steelers struggling on the road, offensively especially. If you look back to the Tomlin era and say, okay, road struggles, yes. The defense does so much better than the offense. The struggles are actually offensive for Pittsburgh on the road. So you got a way, if you don't want to bet just the Giants, to take advantage of this, and you've got, like, let's say, a bonus best bet. Yes, Pittsburgh Steelers team total. How many points now, will the Steelers score? That's it. Over, under, how many points will the Steelers score? Under 25 points. And that's the current market. Yes. What do you think of that, Jonas? Uh, I like uh, New York getting the six points. I just don't know how anybody trusts, as to Fe- what Fez pointed out, I don't know how anybody trusts Ben Roethlisberger coming off that injury that reportedly we've never seen operated on before. We've never seen a surgery like this. So I agree. I like the Giants, which is probably bad news for you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. When it's We found out the immovable object, the irresistible force. That's <laughs> true. I, yeah, so we'll see. Let's hope it... I'm not going to keep trying it, but it's let's true. see. Now... 
a really astute listener would say, but RJ, isn't that a new coach with the Giants? You're right. When you have five picks, no typical NFL handicapper is going to bet five games on the side. He might bet derivatives, totals, but if you're but they force you to in the contest. This was my last pick. So I like it even more though on the money line. Why the money line? So that's just a win outright and it's plus 215 right now. So 100 wins you 215. Why Giants on the money line? Because Pittsburgh is a high variance team. They can come in and win this game by 30. They could lose this game by that's 30. A great point. So in Je- and what we saw was I think it was what four or five underdog straight out winners yesterday. Big underdogs. Yeah, and the Cardinals and all that. So we're going to be talking about these teams all week leading up to next week. But if you like what we like in this first game, consider Giants on the money line and or under Steelers team total. Two other ways to get at this game, but we got another one. That's right. We got another one and we go to Denver for game two. 10-10 Eastern time is the kickoff. Right now, the Tennessee Titans are a three-point favorite on pregame.com over the Denver Broncos. This is one of the, this might be one of the greatest trends of the season. It is my pleasure to inform you. Denver is great in week one hosting the game. when they're So home. at home, week one. Yes. Why? Because no team is in playing shape. Everyone's just been coming out of practice. Now you got to play a real game. All right, so slow down. So saying every year, teams aren't in as good a shape come week one as they are later in the year. Yes. Okay. This year, especially so. Especially, right. With right. just practices that have been cupcake practices. So no team is in shape. But historically, you go into altitude in Denver week one, you really struggle. And I think teams are going to struggle even more in Denver early in the year this year in a COVID year. Yeah, but what we're talking about is today, not early, later. Today, this is the first game. This is a COVID year with a lack of preparation, cardiovascularly, other ways. Denver historically, and we're going to get to the number you're going to give us, it's shocking how well Denver has played early in the season at home, but especially week one. What's that number? 17 and three straight up, and Denver's covered 72% of the time. So think about that 20 games in the last 40 years, and 72% of the time, the spread's wrong. It just, that doesn't happen like that. It's something the market's not accounting for. The market is not accounting for that altitude is only combated if you're in shape, and it's hard to be in shape early in the year, and it's especially hard this year. I don't love Denver in any other way. I hate that Vaughn Miller's out and all that. But if you're going to play, you've got to play Denver. Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today. More than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, if you missed any of today's show, including multiple best bets, check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We are straight out of Vegas. Back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern. Eastern time right here on FSR. Straight out of Vegas!